I got it. Moan, I got uh, it. 402. They came I, on at 402. What? <laughs> What'd you have? I had 402 also. What do you know? I laid down a bet at the end right there is what I'm telling you. I laid it's, down a bet. It's almost like the house controls all of this. <laughs> you know? For you betting people. Look at I see you dollar bill talking about some 403. Lies, okay? You're no, wrong. No, no. No. <laughs> no, 402 is it. Yeah, William McDuff, he doubted us. He had 403. Uh, this is the Ramon Foster it is. show on YouTube on DK Pittsburgh Sports Steelers channel. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and we were here at 402, people. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. I was running out of my living room. I was like, wife, I got to go. I got to do the show. It's football season. <laughs> get out. Hit him with a Heisman real quick, DK. It's like, get out of here, lady. That's, that's what happened. That's it. All right, we ready? I got a feeling we need to hit this bell. Are you ready, yeah, DK? Yeah, I am. Three, two. Let's go. Your head coach has referred to this as football in helmets. As of tomorrow, it's football in pads out at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. Today, of course, is a day off for the team. Moan, please share with us, what is the biggest difference when the pads come on? Obvious stuff. It's the bigs, first and foremost. The the bigs, right? That's the only reason Coach T says that in any coaches football and shorts well because somebody can rush off the edge and just be as fast as you want to because I don't know how much the pads weigh. Maybe 10 pounds, a little bit more, less maybe. Uh, that extra 10 pounds, that body armor weighs on you a little bit more. So all you little, little fast guys, guess what? We're going to see what you really are made of when it comes down to football. Now, not just sprints, as some people call them, DK. It is a great, great day to see where you are as a football player, my man. You know, the question that was put forth to Mike Tomlin uh, yesterday out in Latrobe, I was out there. He said that or he was asked just about Broderick Jones, and he said, I don't have an answer for you. I'm not hiding from it or anything, but yeah, uh, there's there's – this is not the place to be evaluating the offensive lineman. It's just not. It ain't. You can talk about re how you know how somebody reads this or lines up with that, but he's not blocking anybody, how- and and and, and, and he, to an extent can't. Those little guys are just going to squirt right around him. Or you have guys that are pushed on you without pads on. Like I was uh, doing my day job here in Nashville, watching the practice down here, right, and Jeffrey Simmons. Um, just kind of ran through a guy one time, right? The D tackle for mm-hmm. the Titans. And I was just like, that's fair. Okay, that's okay. Because the offensive lineman probably didn't understand what the tempo was. Like with pad zone, you understand what the tempo is. There are no surprises. I know when D tackle A is coming down the middle of my chest, he's not just trying to run around me. He's trying to run through me because we both have pad zone. That's why when Coach Tomlin give that answer of, I don't know what Broderick looked like. Well, DK, guess what we did last week? We talked about how big his calves was, yeah. how quick he moves, <laughs> yeah. and how big his, his hands yeah. are. Oh, my God. Right, DK? Yeah. But what yeah. does that matter, right, DK? What does it really matter without you know, pads? He, he's lined up across from your guy, Nick Herbig, and there's a, there's, a, there's a sequence that happened yesterday where Nick Herbig is there. He's lined up opposite 
Broderick. Okay. And yeah. Broderick's ready for him. He's looking at it. He's lined up. He's ready to go. And ball is snapped. And Herbig drops. Yeah. And what do you know? Off to the side comes his little quarterback. I don't even remember who because it wasn't anybody of significance. <laughs> little quarterback comes running and he's going around Broderick. And Broderick reaches back like this with his big bear paw. Yeah. And grabs his horse collar and yeah. throws him to the ground because that's how that has to feel, doesn't it? It does have to, DK. And it's appropriate that it is that way, man. And truthfully, I'm glad that you say that that is the case, though, too, man. Because if you're a big guy, play big at all times. Let folks feel what you got going on, man. Him, and, and this is what I take from that, too instinct. He shows that he has some instinct. Well, his peripherals, I bet you next time he won't be late on the horse collar or to get a horse collar penalty, right, DK? Uh, and I I love how uh, Coach T and the Steelers and Omar, they put a day off before the first day in pads. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what that's going to look like, DK? Mm-hmm. I don't have to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to be here. I'm looking forward to it. Rested, um, understanding the anxiety of what first day in pads is, and all of the guys we brag, bragged about, right? As far as, God, they look good. Mm-hmm. Man, they hit the edge good. My guy, as you said a second ago, Nick Herbig. Oh, moan, he looked good rushing off the edge. What does it look like when that guy put that 300 pounds on him? Yeah, it's it's going to be a very different scene, and, yeah. and I think I think that's something that a lot of, especially the diehard fans of this team, um, who are so intensely into every morsel of information that they can get on this team year yeah. round. By the way, oh yeah, okay, that I'm seeing stuff on here. Like I'm going to show you this one from K2B. It says, "Hey, Mom, DK, did you see that mean stiff arm that Jalen Warren gave a defender in drills?" I love it, Moan, Please. Please K- straighten this out. K- K2B, there is no knocking you saying that. I know what's phenomenal seeing it happen and stuff like this, but you know the difference is in him hitting that stiff arm now and later is that defender is going to torpedo into his lower body to clip his legs down. And That's legs what, are off limits right now. Legs are off limits, but with pads, he can hit that thigh pad. He can use his shoulder to hit the bottom part of his body. And you're right. That is exciting that Jalen Warren has the worthwhile to put his stiff arm out and keep the ball moving and stuff like that. But you're going to have, because we have live drills in camp as far as the Steelers go. We tackle to the ground. Do we not, DK? Is yes. It very yeah, once it gets Once it gets going, yeah. Not this. Somebody's going to jump on Jalen Warren's back and drag him down and try to push that ball up while he's not controlling it. That's what's going to happen next. Well, they're also going to be a little bit extra frustrated, exasperated, ticked off because they're the ones that have been getting shown up by everybody just kind of doing this because they know they're not allowed to be tackled. (laughs) So they run through everybody. And look, God bless the thousands of people who've been going out to Latrobe. Yesterday was an amazing crowd moan all around. Hillsides, everything, right? And I told watching, you it'd be nice. And there's one play where uh, Alex Highsmith comes off the edge and he gets back to Kenny and he gets his arm up. And you know how that goes. They don't, yeah. they don't actually do anything, but it's, mm-hmm. it's Alex's way of saying, Hey, this play is <laughs> over. Okay. I don't yeah. care what you do. <laughs> so Kenny keeps going and he moves off to his left and he flicks the ball down to Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson and he gets it. He sprints down and the crowd is going wild. We have the greatest <laughs> offense. And Alex is still standing there in the backfield going. <laughs> I know it. I know it. But, but you, you want to hear something in fairness though, too, DK, 
This is why we'll, I'm sure, talk about it in a sense, too. This is why coaches don't like fights. This is why you have to be a pro, professional, in these settings, too, to not stop the play by grabbing the quarterback by his shoulders, even if it's for a little jerk, one that can cause an injury real quick. But it's also, we're all working on stuff. I need to see what this play is going to look like because what if there is a situation to where Kenny can step up, get his eyes downfield, and make that pass? Like, I know it's a sack, and we'll acknowledge it. But Kenny grew. But keep playing, yeah. But keep playing. That's why coaches hate fights. They do, even though some of them enjoy the spirit of what it means to show that aggressiveness. A waste of time. But it's a waste of time, DK. Him, Alex, actually pulling Kenny and saying, no, I got you right here. Which coach going to be mad at him? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Bro, this ain't about you. This no. is about us as a team, and you telling me that Kenny can sprint out of the pocket and hit Deontay in the stride for a touchdown, that's what I like to hear, too. Wade was out in Latrobe, apparently, because he says, I saw that. I was like, okay, Kenny, you were surrounded. <laughs> yeah, but Kenny didn't care. It you know? don't matter in those settings, though, y'all. I will say this. We on film will acknowledge it, and Coach keeps their tabs of, hey, that was uh 25 that gave up the sack right there. But look at the way he finished the play, and look what we can do if we sure if this like there is no bad in that you know what i'm saying as far as uh alex highsmith getting the sack and kenny continuing to play there is no bad in it this is what camp is all about it's about iron sharpening iron okay i don't know who the left tackle was that gave up this sack but i guarantee you what dk he's gonna be circled and coach t gonna talk like this in front of everybody to say hey bro 70 whatever 65 whoever you are right mm-hmm if you block this just a little bit longer, this is him with his laser. If you block this with a little bit longer or push him out so that Kenny get a little space, this doesn't these, happen. Yeah. these are the plays that we can make down the field. And you know what yeah. that does? Players, true players, take that challenge on. We'll understand tomorrow I can't have this showing up. And then we become better as a team. That's beautiful. Uh, there's, uh, you know, Eric Shulo says, I'm bummed that DeMonte Casey is injured already. Don't don't inflate that one. He's he's in a Count. boot. But when you hear boot, it sounds like, oh, no, because if 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 we're in a boot walking around right now, we've got something really wrong with us right out there. It's done to just make sure you don't do a thing to slow down the healing process. Yeah. And I would tell you all this, too. It is camp. Injuries are going to happen. Some of them are for like three days. Some of them are for five days. Some of them is just to the first preseason game, right? Mm-hmm. This type of stuff happened all the time. As long as the guy's not getting carted off, heck, I thought my career was done in 2018. Right? I was there. <laughs> and I, I, I thought you were. Yeah. I, I thought it was bad. I did too. And I was ready for game one. So if you love KZ, just be like, man, KZ, I hope you get back. And whoever's taking his reps right now, take advantage of them. Uh, this is another one, too, I'm looking forward to since the pass on. This George Pickens and Joey Porter Jr. matchup that they got going on right now, DK. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. There's a couple of things that because the fans are allowed to shoot videos, obviously, yeah. nobody can stop them. So there's a there's a sequence where George goes about 10, 15 yards downfield and then just knocks over with both hands. Joey Porter Jr., which of course you are not actually allowed to do. No, that's illegal. And I, that's so far, that's gotten a little bit inflated. Like, did you see when George did this? Yeah. Well, you know what you didn't see was the flag that'd be flying for it, and everybody'd be calling George a dummy. 
You know what, though? As a guy who's been in the league for an entire calendar year, this is what George's supposed to be doing. And oh, you yeah. know what? Have an impact. Literally. The fact that we know what Joey Porter Jr. is all about, when those pads get on, he's supposed to let them feel the hammer just a little bit because they teammates. But you're not supposed to be one of those guys uh, if you're projected to be a first-rounder. So I, I love the youth. Um, I, I love the passion that this young this this new team has from top to bottom, DK. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of energy out there, but right now it's a lot of pent up energy, and that's why I'm really looking forward to Tuesday. Yeah, because you're you're going to see a lot of guys, especially on the defensive side, who are just going to let loose. Uh, this is the this is the time of year when Vince Williams and these guys would say, "All right, let's go." Okay, you the rest go? of this was dress rehearsals. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now we're about to do it. And then you get through a week and a half of that, yep. and it's the first time you're facing an actual opponent, somebody in another uniform. Now you can really tee off, at least for a series or two. No doubt, man. It's, it's fun this time of the year. Uh, by the end of the week, they'll probably be over it <laughs> as far as the pads go too, DK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now this is what, where we really get to talk about what's actually happening and what this team looked like is going to compete. I'm saying I'm going to save it for the next segment. How about mm. that, DK? My, my prediction on day let's one. Let's do that because my understanding, unless something's changed since last week, is that there's only one segment that matters? That's only segments. Hey, Moan, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. This segment of the Ramon Foster show, the Hey Moan segment, is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail mm-hmm. so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability, including their recently upgraded Latrobe store. Yeah. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. And they do, by the way, let you take food in into the Latrobe thing because they don't have any. So they, they yeah, have no like, choice. Please stay hydrated. Please stay hydrated, okay? Steelers Martini comes in and says he's freshly removed from the uncle's table. I remember this has happened uh, This happened Friday. This, uh, this drink's for you, Martini. There we go. James Lawson says, Moan, why do guys wear chains on the field? Did you? No, I didn't. I was afraid I was going to get mine snatched. Do you hear me? Snatched as in like through your neck? Uh, either way, yeah. DK, <laughs> it it is it's swag. You've seen everybody wear them now. It's these diamond choker chains or just small chains in general. Uh, guys do it all the time. It's been going on for a very long time. I think Deion Sanders is one of the main first ones to uh, kind of incorporate what swag is on the field. Dress good, look good, feel good, play good. Then they pay you good. Mm-hmm. It's just all a part of the mantra of playing ball these days. That's all. Heck, even my I see kids in high school doing it. See, I don't I don't feel like prudish to, when I bring up that I think it's weird to do it. It's not because like, hey, how can you be wearing necklaces? Yeah. It's not that. It just seems so terribly impractical. It when you're does. fussing over every little piece of your equipment and how you tie your shoes and how you tape your ankles and everything yeah. else here. 
But then you put that on? Why? Yeah, well, DK, you know why? Yeah, Instagram pictures, man. You look good. (laughs) Instagram pictures. That's That's it. That's why. That's absolutely it. Uh, I had one uh, announcement I thought I was going to make. All Um, right. One prediction. Okay. Defense wins the first day. Impact. Okay. Yeah, that's really going out on a limb. I just want to say the obvious before. Okay. Everybody in the world say, well, the offense – Defense is probably going to uh, win no. the first day. Defense is going to have some fun on Tuesday. Aloha says, hey, Mo, do you think Isaac Selmalu, when you look at him versus Cam Hayward on Tuesday, do you think it might get heated, or is there too much respect for both sides given what they've both accomplished in this league? Too much respect. Yeah. Isaac's an older guy. Uh, Cam is too. And not old, but older guy. They understand how to practice. I'll tell you this. Both of them are going to test, test, test the oil real quick, check the oil temp. I guarantee it. First couple of reps is probably going to be vicious, but – after that, I don't think it's going to be too crazy. Uh, Cam, from my understanding, still practice a certain type of way, and Isaac is going to have to match that too. So um, I have to tell Cam, or I had to tell Cam, what do you want? You want me now uh, and, and practice, or do you want me in the games? Like, that's what we have to start considering on how we're going at each other in practice because it's good and you for can communicate like that. You're damn right. Wow. Because I never heard this. Okay. Yes, absolutely. You have to ask the questions. Do you want me now? Or do you want me in the games? Because after me, I know you probably like the backup, but like, you know what I'm going to bring. So we need to understand how we're going to work. You get your one, two, three, and I'm going to get my one, two, three, and we shake hands and move the opposite direction. There is no need for you to have your hand in my face mash. Yeah. yeah. Trying to it's push not me helping over. either of us. Yeah. It's not what we're doing. You can do that against the twos, but not right here, sir. Thank you. Yins just became a member, and, uh, you know, let's have some more here. We're at 600-plus, and I see, we oh, are. no, wait, here comes Matt Hyde as a member. This is this is Matt, good. Well. Let's see what that number is again right now. We are at, we started the show with 633, so 635 now. Uh, you know, come on over. Let's get to this 1,000 thing before the football flies against the 49ers. Remember, that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's in place here. We got a bunch of questions. Let's go through these. Let's let's go through these. Some, kind of like a rapid fire Friday. Here. I got an interesting one. I seen pop up a little bit. Uh, All right. Fullback. They retired. Yeah, Mahadi bomb. Yeah, Mahadi bomb. Uh, very fascinating. I, I think a few things probably happened. Either one, he said to himself, "I just don't want to do this anymore." Uh, it probably started number counting when you really break down what's going to happen. I, I said this before. I think Cam, Connor Hayward becomes a lead back type of role for this team, just a versatile guy, offensive weapon, or he may not have been getting uh, special teams reps the way he wanted. One of the few happened right there. To say specifically, I'm assuming, but that's what I'd expect. Yeah, the, the, the announcement that was made by the team said that he was on the injured slash retired list, which was, by the way, a new one for me. Um, maybe that means he got hurt and just realized that's it. You know, yeah. if he tore an Achilles or something, that's a months long thing. You it's, know, and so we don't know. Right now, we don't know. We don't know. That's me assuming. When I saw that, I was just like, probably just not worth it for a guy that probably counted the numbers on the roster and didn't see himself honestly making it. That's just me. And he may have just said, screw football. Luke says, I don't know. We got to talk to him in the summer. I don't think he said that. Luke said, hey, Moan, who has a higher ceiling, Quan Alexander or Cole Holcomb? It's all a matter of who can adapt to what Pittsburgh wants them to do. Hmm. That may sound as weird as it, but I I know Quan Alexander to be a high, strong type of guy. Um, Has played well, pro bowler, uh, bounced around a little bit. We've seen Pittsburgh get the most out of guys that are, you know, retreaded a little bit across the league, right? Miles Jack Mm -hmm. being one of those dudes, right, DK? 
Uh, I can see Quan being a Pittsburgh guy. Same thing also for Cole. Uh, if we get both, awesome. To give you a specific answer, I want to go with Quan, but it's yet to be determined because why does a guy bounce to three teams within a year? That's the thing that that jumps out at me. That and, and he, you know he was available all of last year, but yes. he had he had injury. He, he had some injury riddled seasons in the three years before. D. Pet says, DK, was it just me or was there a lot of misplayed? Snaps from Mason Cole to Kenny during camp. A lot would be an exaggeration. There were a couple for sure. Yeah, uh, they're getting warmed up too. You know, I'm not making excuses, but I, I will say, do you remember a whole lot of bad snaps from Cole last season? Do you remember that ever coming up? Uh, and that's the thing too. Kenny it's is also camp for them too. He's probably had way less under center snaps than it, any you know Ben did. Is what I'm saying. They're usually going in the uh, in the shotgun. Yeah, and the shotgun, there have been some high ones. It's not just to Kenny. Mason had one. Mason Rudolph had one that was well over his yeah. head yesterday. And it's it's uh it's not it's not gonna be a problem. It's James Lawson wants to know uh how Anthony McFarland has done for third running back. Moan, I'll tell you this. Every time I think to myself, they got no use for this guy. <laughs> they just keep grinding plays for him. And I'm talking about first team offense. Yeah. Okay. And I turned to somebody yesterday after another one of these plays where he line he lines up out. Yeah. Okay. He goes out to the left mm -hmm. and they throw to him. The play goes to him. Yeah. And eventually I just, yeah, just turned to somebody who was just watching with me and I said, he's actually going to be part of this offense, isn't he? And they go, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he actually is. Well, I mean, you can never count a player out. Sometimes players just need more years. And if Coach T gives a guy grace like that, DK, you may actually see something out of him. So to hear that there could potentially be a solid number three, that's all you really want in this world, DK. You never know what injury is going to be in this league. Uh, Jim Fairfield says, so Broderick Jones begin his profession, begins his professional learning curve on Tuesday, right? Yes, he does. Yes, he does, Jim, because my eye-opening experience was I didn't know what I did not know. Those dudes were doing stuff to me on that first day in pads that I had no idea they were capable of doing those things. The quick bull rush, the stab and get off you, how fast they are off the line of scrimmage, their knowledge of what to do to you as an unassuming rookie. So, yeah, Broderick's got a, a, a tall task in front of him, but I'll say this, I won't be surprised if he holds his own. Just simply because DK, he he has the athletic ability, and as long as he fight, he'll be all right. I just I look at him and I just say, how do you keep this guy off the field? I'm just talking about just physically, just yeah. looking at him, yeah. you know. And I know that's an oversimplification, but still, Siobhan Grant says, uh, speaking of the Haywards, I'd love to know what you think the ceiling is for a guy like Connor Hayward in this offense. I, I don't even want to say ceiling; I say floor. Let's use floor. I heard somebody use that earlier. His floor is being consistent in the offensive set, making the tackle a game on special teams and being the guy that's multifaceted in this offense, whether that be lead blocker, split tight end, or H-back, whatever you want to call him, fullback. That's his floor. Whatever happens after that is on him. We got to remember, this guy has hands. I, I was you just beat me to that. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. So if, if that's he's... It. Agile enough, athletic enough, and we've heard Coach T say he has a special type of athleticism. He's physical, and he can play, play special teams. Let's speak about his floor, because whatever happens after those four things, 
is a complete bonus for him and his career. Yeah, the, the thing that, that jumps out at you about Connor Hayward, uh, well, A, is not his stature, not his size, not his anything. It's just that he makes and completes football plays. Yeah. So when he, you know, Kenny had a couple of sequences yesterday where he needed to get out of the pocket because, you know, whatever. Yeah. And and he, he gets out. He just finds 83. Mm-hmm. He, he, there's something that's there about, about Connor Hayward's instincts that supersede either his frame or whatever his scouting combine specs are. Yes. Okay. There's just <laughs> something about him where you just say, we're just going to throw him the football. And you know what's going to happen when we throw him the football? He's going to catch it. He got hands to catch it. That's it. And and I didn't want to cliche that answer for you right there, but I would look at Con- Can- I mean Connor Hayward's floor more than what we say. He said, what do you want to say? He's going to be all world and he's going to make a pro bowl? No, screw that. This dude is a dude that can stay in the league for a very long time by doing those necessary things, DK. Because he also, he's also got third down written all over him. See what I'm saying? Thank okay. you. Your I, favorite bar. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't want to go take this stuff too far here, okay? Yeah. Uh, like, here here we have one comparing him to Heinz Ward. No. Uh, you know, here's here's uh, another one that says, you know, Casey Kessler says he's magic. No, he's he's not he's not magic. Uh, this this one is good from Antoine. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's a, yeah, like, he's just a football player. That's what Kirk says. Just a football player, man, and you need those dudes on your team because when, when we speak about, like, core players, Connor Hayward is one of those players. Like, mm-hmm. you got your Georges that we speak about, your Kennys, your Cam, your TJs, right, your Alexes. Like, that's only, what, 10 players, DK, that you say, okay, my name players. That core group, Connor. You know what I'm saying? Like, James Daniels and mm-hmm. Chooks. Those are the players we're talking about. It's more of those core players. So the better your core players are, the better you are as a team. Ron Slay is making his presence known here. Moan's brother is in here with not just one, but two, but three. Here we goes, as well as the obligatory big rage emoji, which, by the way, you can get if you're a member. Uh, that would be the version of Moan as the Incredible Hulk, if, which if- Ron Slay can't get enough of. If you also are on YouTube, the emojis are actually bigger in size now in the comment session. Yeah, like, I saw big. that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> it is. We we have a, a a really neat question here from Latisse Daniels, who I don't believe we've heard from before. Uh, asks which old Steelers linebacker would you compare Quan Alexander to? I saw it in the comments already, and I think that's kind of where you'd relay it to. Um, Farrier. If you can sustain it, and I think Ferrier had to grow in that role a little bit more. Yeah, more. Yeah, he was always the leader type, and he had to grow yeah. into being in command of the defense. Quan's uh, fast. Yeah, and he's still fast. Uh, I know he's had injuries, but he's only twenty eight years old, so he's not like he's some you know over the hill specimen. Yeah, I, I can't name a current one because I feel like our linebackers the, are in their the, own category the, in the Pittsburgh. Positions changed so much. That's the biggest thing, Latisse. I, I'm, I'm hoping a farrier type career comes out of it, but heck, I mean, you got Landon Roberts, you got Cole, you got him. I mean, it's options is what you have right now. I'm hoping he was one of the best of the last uh, unsigned free agents. That's what I'm hoping. Donald Tillman asks, hey, Moan, what's the best one-on-one battle you've seen in a camp? 
uh, that I've seen in the camp. God, I'll give you one that made me realize I can be a pro for a little bit longer in this league. If you ever watch uh, Brett Kiesel's uh, pass rush, Kiesel mm-hmm. was so freaking tricky. He'd stand up in a crouch roll. You know how they tell you crow hop in baseball before you throw the ball? He'd been in a crow type of situation, shuffling his feet, and he was so freaking fast of an athlete, too, within that space. He could bull rush you, go around you, and I couldn't figure Kiesel out for nothing. And I remember the one day I, I just kind of figured out his stutter bull or his stutter quick arm over, and he kind of looked and chuckled at me a little bit, and I was just like, all right, this kind of cool right here, man. I, I can make this team again this year, man. But to see a vet just smile and smirk and be like, ah, young fella, you picked it up. That's kind of cool, man. Uh, another great battle since I see that Timmons name come up, Willie Cologne versus Lawrence Timmons. You saw that one. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a car run over a, a squirrel or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I lying? Where am I lying, DK? No, no. <laughs> uh, Willie flatback Lawrence, oh, and I think God. Willie had just came back from injury that year too, oh, and Coach geez. had hyped us up, and he was piped up, and Lawrence was super fa- – I never seen Willie move that fast or hit a man that hard. David Mahoki says, uh, hey, Moan, with, with a contribution of nine ninety nine, which Dave. is appreciated, have you ever witnessed any late round slash undrafted rookie exceeding their ceiling due to just having an NFL level coaching? What can a great coach really do for a player coming into the NFL? I'm gonna say myself quickly. Go ahead. And then I'm gonna look at other players. Myself. Coach T's them faith and belief in my ability to play in coach Zerline and, and Coach Coogs and Big Nail and getting to uh, Munch and Surratt. Like, NFL coaching means a crap ton. Do you? I want to say another. It means a lot. But what about at the outset? Because I think that's what David is asking, where you just see somebody that comes out of college and you say, you know, they're undrafted, they're not ranked or whatever. Yeah. Have you ever seen them just take somebody and just turn them into something? Turn them into something? Roosevelt Knicks made a pro ball. There you go. As an undrafted guy, I've seen Chris Hubbard. do. Oh, the ultimate one to me? To me, Matt Filer. Oh, that's a good one. No, you don't understand where Matt was. Okay. What, what, what is Bloomsburg College? It's a little thing, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I do, yeah. There is no better reclamation project than Matt Filer or either Alejandro Villanueva, too. And But I'm going to go to Matt because Matt actually played football and played OL. At Bloomsburg, when nobody knew what it was, we were like, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, all right, I never heard of this school. He's from, like, Amish land. To see Matt spend a year or two getting stronger, getting bigger, getting to practice, getting spun around because he don't understand anything, but munching him, grabbing onto him, believing in him, and putting him in situations where he had to grow up, I never assumed that Matt was going to turn into that type of guy could play tackle or guard. You got to remember, he was subbing in for Gill at tackle and then moved into guard also. I think replaced me the year after, two years after. Like, think Mm -hmm. about that. Matt Filer, hands down, one of the biggest best. Guys, we have roughly 635 now members, and we're trying to get up to 1,000. When we do get to 1,000, we're going to be offering – Hey, Moan merch. Merch. Uh, but we got to get to 1,000. The goal is to get there by the time the football flies against the 49ers. I believe yeah. that September 7 is the date on that. The way to do that is to just go to dkps.net slash 
join. Mm-hmm. And you'll see it's it's really, really obvious. You can do it within like two seconds there. I have to jump in and correct 007 here who says Mark Robinson is built like James Harrison. He is not. <laughs> that is nope. that's all i had that's i don't even need to elaborate on it he, not, he is not, not close yeah danny yeah. kramer says uh what's the competition like moan beyond the first three spots at inside linebacker because now you have you know quan alexander is in there you already had cole holcomb you already had landon roberts yeah uh you know are are we seeing the end of mark robinson it's I always know. fascinating with this type of stuff and DK, you said this. We can brag as much as we want to about what his hit ability is like, his hits, his gotta physicality. Got to cover. Got to cover and also fully immerse yourself in the playbook. And I'm not saying he don't know the playbook. I'm just saying you don't have guys jump in front of him if you're producing and doing those things. What Mark has to do is make a business decision with himself. All right, if I recognize there's two and three guys that are in front of me and I'm mm-hmm. getting four snaps, I better maximize myself in Danny Smith's room. Until I figure out how to play linebacker, yeah that that's what that's what this all really comes to is is you've got to be in a position where you can make the roster on special teams and think of this another way as far as the inside linebackers are yeah. concerned. How many of those older guys do you think are going to be of a help on special teams? Do you think nah. you're going to see a Landon Roberts, Quan Alexander, or Cole Hole come out there? Maybe, but probably not. Probably that's not, in, in that's what not they, who call... they put there defenses stay i guess on punt safe if the defense is out there on punt team when it's like fourth and two on punt that's when you'll probably see them out there because they're there so that nobody runs a sneak on them anything like that but yeah you're 100 correct and playing special teams ain't a bad thing y'all brian says hey moan does hakeem butler have a legitimate shot to make the roster or is he just a good story we're gonna find out because pads come on and real plays have to be made y'all uh that's probably gonna be my stock answer until we get a little bit more information about mm-hmm. stuff like this but a guy like Hakeem butler man find a way get a spark after the spark keep the fire going you guys want to hear a cool story let me hear I, I wrote about this for a column this afternoon okay so yesterday i'm on a sideline Hakeem butler's like from here to our front door away from me that's how close we are right and yeah. he's just standing there and there's really nothing going on on the field and and kenny's way out at the 50 and I'm, we're down by the end zone Okay. And Kenny yells out, Keem. And Hakeem Butler looks out there. And Kenny just goes like this with his left hand, which doesn't really mean much. <laughs> and nobody really knows what the hell Kenny wants because Kenny's just standing there with a the football. There's nobody even yeah. around him. And Kenny goes back and puts up basically like this rocket into the air. Thing goes, travels 55 yards in the air. Okay. And Hakeem now has figured this out because if there's a universal language between a <laughs> quarterback and a wide receiver, Hakeem then backs off, gets into the end zone. And when I say high point for him is a way high point compared to humans. Yeah. Okay? This is a monstrous dude for the wide receiver position. And he jumps up, turns his angle, his body position, alters it in midair, which was something that he's not supposed to be very good at. Yeah. Comes down with it like this, okay, and lands on his posterior. Deontay Johnson standing nearby, and he goes, dude, nice catch. Yeah. And I look back out to Kenny. Kenny's already turned and walked away. He's heading towards some other thing. He He just wanted to see if it was – are you there? Give me one. 
Are you there? Yeah, one. yeah. I just want. Give I just want this one. You. I don't even want to tell you what I'm Give about to do. That's beautiful. Isn't that cool? That's beautiful. What? What does that? I mean, you're you're the football player, not two, me. You tell, tell me something about it. One, Kenny just wanted to see it himself and confident enough to know I can drop a dime there. A little swag. What you need that in all sports, but also with him, it's like, bro. Sometimes I just need for you to go get it. And Hakeem doing that to himself probably just like, can't appreciate that. It's like everybody needs a pat on the back every once in a while, and that's probably what that was from him to him. You know, I I just I really enjoyed the I enjoyed the communication part of it more than I did the execution. Yeah. Okay, like yeah, I just thought man. this was just a, you know, these are guys who who do this stuff yes. in side sessions down in Florida or whatever. And they, that's the kind of stuff that gets done. Mm-hmm. I have a question of my own for you today, Moan. Oh, please do. So I'm taking the other ones off the screen here. All um, right. There have been a couple of different sessions this year where Kenny was with the offensive line Yeah. in informal settings. Take me through what that could be possibly mean what's the benefit to that what are the what are the because you know and i know that to the naked eye if we're standing there watching you like in at you some just park see near kenny's house you see nothing yeah. you see nothing of worth what what actually what would be the benefit to doing that between kenny and the lineman uh communication knowing that we're in this together like i'm the quarterback but you guys are part of me and i need you guys i think it's when ben would have those conversations with us it was just validation Honestly, a little jokes here and there, um, talking about what we need to be doing a, a time or two. But it really is, DK, just validation that we're in this together. And it might not even be football. It might just be them rapping about something that they saw up the hill. Like, we people watch a lot at camp, okay? But the <laughs> fact that the franchise guy can be in front of you. I don't want to hear that part. We do. We do. We do. Uh, but it's just those things, though, that we can have normal conversations. Kenny's at a point where he's got to build a bond with those dudes because he's got to trust them. Like, there is no question that that's Kenny's OL. Kenny's got a lot of things that he did to check the list for him, right? Mm-hmm. He got married this offseason. Okay? He knows the playbook a little bit better. He knows there's no competition to be number one. So what do I need to do? I need to win my teammates off, primarily those big boys, because if I'm having a bad day or we are, this communication that we have in this circle I need to be able to go at you, maybe even cuss you out a little bit or demand something from you guys. But because we can talk like human beings, you can jab at me in this circle. I could jab at you. We can talk about people up the hill in camp, but we in this thing together. Ben would do that often, just even That's with a young guy. Like, hey, even if you're cracking the joke on, like, it's you're part of the group. <clears throat> and as hard as football get, don't think just because you gave up a sack, I'm going to dislike you. I like you before. Just do your job, and I'm gonna do mine good too. Yeah, that's why I asked. That, yeah. That's something I, I I hadn't even really been aware of that until over the weekend that he had done that, and I, and I found that to be interesting. And and I also see that quarterbacks and wide receivers do this all the time. And I often wonder if the offensive yeah. linemen are kind of like, hey, what the heck are we? We're part of this offense. And okay, we've got to move that football too. And nobody else does it better for the O line than the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Gregory that's Horn asks, about. is Nick Herbig a Swiss Army linebacker? Um, in what aspect? I, I don't think so. Not right now. I, I'm going to say this and, and sound stupid, okay, on purpose almost. 
because what we said earlier in the show about the pads and the not pads and everything, the edge rushers are going to have all of the literal edge when it yeah. comes to, you know, no pads because they're moving more quickly and everything else here. Nick Herbig's about to become a lot slower tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so is TJ Watt. So is Alex Highsmith. So is everybody. Yeah. So I think they see him right now because he has looked promising yeah. as the number three guy. I really do. DK, and let's say this too about Nick Herbig. The one thing that he need to be good at ain't even the pass rush. He better secure that left edge over there and stop the run. That's where his Swiss Army knife is going to have to come out and shank somebody at his hovering the line of scrimmage. That's your uh, that's your other bit of versatility. If you're going to be versatile as an edge rusher, make <laughs> yeah. sure that the other half of it is stopping the rush. That's all the versatility that we need from you. We're going to take a couple more today here. Yeah. Uh, Hanover Fist wants to know, hey, Mo. How are you going to fit watching Steelers games into your busy schedule? Hey, don't ask questions. There's no the meat is being grinded in the back for your hot dogs, okay? We always make sure it happens, man. Uh, I enjoy this. My family's adjusted to it as busy as we are from our sports. Uh, and plus, the NFL replay is always going to be a thing, too. Also, if you're an IT guy that can help me get back into my Twitter, I knew he was going to email me. <laughs> <laughs> email mode. DK. I need it for <laughs> email, us. Email Elon. Tell him I you're tried. even in favor of it being called X. I tried it, DK. <laughs> Golly, I need an IT guy bad, man. Uh, uh, last one for today, and I'm putting this one up on purpose, even though we're not really going to answer it. Cormac <laughs> Carey says, any idea what's happening with Minka Fitzpatrick? Is his personal absence, injury, or personal life related? Hoping he's all right. The answer to this in every such situation should be, and ain't none of our business. No. Okay, all what what we have, the, what's on the record is the head coach saying he is in full support of Minka, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be behind him. It's an excused absence. Minka was there for the beginning of training mm -hmm. camp out I on the field. That. He wasn't he wasn't practicing, but he was standing there next to Mike Tomlin. And then the day after that, he was he was gone. All we know. We and have this, no idea what it is. The other thing is what, DK? There is no injury report when it comes down to players, too. Minka could have something small going on that he's getting fixed or whatever the case may be. Not everybody's like the Colts and tell everybody that their quarterback had a nose procedure. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, boy. How about the Colts? You see what I'm saying? At Cormac, what I would tell you is, is camp. You can, you can bubble wrap Minka and just lay him out there for week number one, okay? That's the level of trust I know Coach Tomlin has for a guy like him. So, uh, again, guys in boots, guys missing practice. DK, it's camp. It's the very beginning of camp on yeah. top of that. We haven't even gotten to a preseason game. Guys, this was a lot of fun. I'm going to do that thing when I come out, where I come back from Latrobe tomorrow. Uh, I'm We'll see if I can make it at four o'clock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm not doing that speeding thing I, like I did the last time. Uh, yeah. A little bit, few too many variables in that, not least of which is wrapping myself around a telephone pole. Ooh, yeah. Don't so, do that. yeah. So we're going to, we're going to figure out a time for tomorrow's show. There's going to be one for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll make it happen. Right, DK? Mm hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. nobody needs to see you driving in your Ferrari. My Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've got. 
I'm, I'm half that interesting. <laughs> DKBS.net slash join is where to come to join us. And whatever you do, don't stay tuned through the outro because we'll have nothing for you afterwards. No real reason whatsoever. Nope, nope. There never no is. Real reason. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Peace. Here it comes. Just give the crown to the defense, okay? Oh, in Just, advance. In advance. I don't even want to hear about it. Oh, the defense looks so good. The offense look is going to suck. He's turned his back on oh, his offensive mate so fast. Now in retirement. Camp. Over the defense already, DK. Yes, this is my hate of defenses when camp start, okay? What I want to see more than anything else tomorrow, Moan, because you can't gauge this at all it's to this what? point of camp is running the football you know or yeah. not or not one oh, of the beautiful yeah. things about camp is you can pick which side you want to do well and everything is awesome either way right because if <laughs> Najee and Jalen are running into Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander and they aren't going anywhere awesome, awesome. on the other hand the other hand, the other you know hand this is, is going to be a running offense. It's going to be a running. Also, oh my gosh, DK, can you imagine the conversations we're going to have? The offense can't run the ball. I know we suck again. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this again as before tomorrow. It's camp. Mm-hmm. Got to start somewhere. All right, guys, we will do one tomorrow. We'll figure it out. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate y'all. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Adios.